0: Like, were they really eating cake really loud or something? Um, (laughs) Uh, I couldn't possibly hear it. This cake
1: is awesome! It's so
0: (laughs) good! Oh, wow! Oh my gosh, it's been way too long. It has
1: been a million years. Or three weeks. Or three
0: weeks. Yes. (laughs) Hope you all had an awesome Halloween. Yes. And wherever you live, fall is dawning and its beautiful colors. I'm looking out the window right now, and it's like orange and yellow, and it's gorgeous. I don't know how people live somewhere with no seasons. Fall is the best. It is. Fall is awesome. It is the best. You know who else is the best? Who? Our listeners. Our listeners are the best. That thread about the fav- their favorite quotes from the podcast on subreddit. Yeah. On the we'll, subreddit. We'll get there. It's so awesome.
1: It's so awesome. We'll get there. But first- <laughs> Mm. Mystery Maniacs is a comedy recap podcast dedicated to Mystery TV. Each week, we dig into an episode of a show, including the murders, the mayhem, the loonies, and everything else we love. This week, we're covering Father Brown, season one, episode two The
0: Flying Stars. I'm Sarah. And I'm Mark And we realize that some of you, hopefully some of you, are brand new And you're here because you love Father Brown
1: Yes, we also love
0: Father Brown And we welcome you to the Maniac Pack Or whatever we want to call it (laughs) The maniac maniacs. <laughs>
1: yes. So just to prepare you, we're covering all of season one of Father Brown, mm-hmm. episode by episode. And mm-hmm. we, we
0: will spoil it. We will assume that you have seen the episode and are here to talk about it. So you know who did it. And we're going to ruin it for you if you haven't watched it. So if you have not seen The Flying Stars, stop, go watch it, come back.
1: And... If your kids watch the show with you, they can listen to the podcast. Absolutely. We let the show decide how rude or not rude we'll be. Yes. And we're not that, we love the show. So, yeah. We're not we're not uh, criticizing it. Or cursey. So what we're we not s- crude. Yes. We're well, mystery mostly. maniacs yes.
0: <laughs> every once in a while.
1: <laughs> we're mystery maniacs, but we started out as midsummer maniacs because we covered the entirety of twenty-two seasons of
0: Midsummer Maniacs. Midsummer one hundred and
1: thirty-five episodes.
0: And when the new season comes out, we'll, we'll cover it.
1: And there's gonna be a new season, folks. We yes. know for sure. For sure. Uh, Then we covered two seasons of Murdoch Mysteries, a Canadian show, and now we're moving on to Father Brown. And
0: we've dipped into Poirot and Jonathan Creek and lots of other shows, so enjoy. You have 200 plus episodes to listen to if you're just now discovering the show because of Father Brown. Apparently, we're funny.
1: (laughs) There's a whole thread on the subreddit about it.
0: Yeah, about their favorite quotes from... From us, from our episodes, so, including ones that I've forgotten I've said.
1: <laughs> so this is how this is how our social media works. I do all our social media and read it to Sarah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm against social media. No. I just don't have the kind of job where I have some time during the day to look. No. And Mark does.
1: I read out the quotes from the thread on Reddit and um, we were both like i don't remember what show this i don't remember, saying is right. that. I don't remember say- we have we have hundreds of hours of material yes. that we've covered <laughs> i'm like boy that sounds funny and one of them i was like yeah that's a me thing to say but i don't remember, I don't remember saying, saying
0: it. it but it's 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 kind of a nice walk through memory lane To remind ourselves of, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was fun when we said that. And that was a funny episode.
1: Today, we're covering episode two. Next week, we will cover episode three, the week after, episode four, and then the week after. We're going to
0: do them in order Episode
1: five, we're going in order and all that crazy. Well, you're just crazy. Jazz business. (laughs) So you can find Father Brown most easily. On the Britbox. BritBox in the America and the BBC app player iPlayer app mm-hmm. in the UK.
0: Yeah. And wherever you are outside of those areas, we can't tell you where to find it because all the platforms are notoriously bad at sharing what they show in other areas of the world. Like you cannot find a listing of what is available in no. the UK on Prime? No, it's... And it, we've asked them directly, can a, you give us a list?
1: I tried to find the main offices of these
0: companies. Yeah, <laughs> and it was you tried difficult. to contact Netflix and yep. Acorn yep. and BritBox. It's and very they, difficult. They just won't tell you no so if you have trouble finding it reach out maybe on the subreddit and you know maybe a a fellow person from your part of the world can tell you like i
1: know it's on britbox in canada too but but
0: that's because you have family in canada and you've asked them and they've told you britbox wouldn't tell you
1: yes so just a couple of things like that off the top Uh, i'm canadian sarah's american we live in the united states and uh we do not take ads or sponsorships for the podcast. We do not raise any money from the podcast. And we do not charge any money from the podcast. We
0: do sell merchandise. We do sell merchandise. But all the proceeds go to charity and we even match it out we of our own pockets. We even match it out of our own pockets. And right
1: now we're raising money for a maternity hospital in uh, Africa. Yes. If you're interested in some merch, it's in the show notes. But that's the only time you're going to hear it from us, though... I did notice it's now appearing on YouTube
0: now. Great.
1: So I nice. think that's fantastic.
0: Okay, enough housekeeping. Let's get down All to the, the fun stuff. All
1: housekeeping done. Let's get to the fun stuff. This episode was originally aired the 15th of January, 2013, which is just like five minutes ago. We were in this house already then. Uh, directed by Ian Barber and written by Rachel
0: Flowerday. It's what still a pretty in the be- name, Flowerday. Day. It's still in the before times, though. It is. In it, the to be- me, everything is pre or post COVID. <laughs> it's still the before times. Speaking
1: of, those are some interesting episodes to listen. <laughs> to. <laughs> wow, uh, we got some things wrong about COVID on that first episode.
0: Oh boy, did
1: we'll, we! We'll be all back
0: to normal in two weeks. No, nobody knew. Anyhow. No.
1: Okay, so this starts with what we call cold open, mm-hmm. which is Father Brown and Mrs. McCarthy walking across a field.
0: I'm gonna call her Mrs. M.
1: Mrs. M. Because
0: that's what everybody calls
1: her, especially and- Sid. Sid? Who's Sid? Oh, we'll get <laughs> we'll there. get there.
0: As I have mentioned when we have covered Father Brown before, these are the episodes where I don't like Mrs. M. Yeah. Because she's judgy. And snobby and mean, tight. And
1: and we even asked Jude Tyndall, the writer of some of these episodes, about that. Yeah.
0: She gets so much better later. She gets warmer and They made a
1: conscious decision to make her the voice of the 50s in these first couple of episodes. And she is. And she is. But then they made another conscious decision to
0: tone her down. Who wants to have dinner with working people? (laughs) Wow. Okay. Snobtastic. Snobtastic. <laughs> I'm like, what are you? <laughs> but Father Brown is consistent, he is always friendly. Warm, eager to speak his mind, yes. eager to question, to make people question, you know, what they're thinking.
1: The most uncatholic priest of
0: Catholic priests. Yes. I immediately am amazed in this episode at how many women walk in heels in grass. Yes. It is so difficult to do. Even if you don't wear like a stiletto heel, you wear like a wedge heel. Yeah. They still sink. Yeah. Like I sympathize with her complaining about walking through the paddock up to the house yeah, rather than on the road because she's wearing pumps and her feet are probably sinking into the ground. Now Father Brown offers to give her a piggyback. I think that she should have said yes. That would have been hilarious. Or the other way around. She could have ridden on his back. That would have been even funnier. And he has a plot hole in his cassock. I mean, <laughs> a hole in his pocket in
1: his pocket
0: this is an indication of how cheap mrs m is yes she has brought a purse full of foreign currency that somebody has put in the collection box hoping that the colonel will change it for her yes because
1: he travels
0: yeah so he might just you know be willing to buy lira off of her or whatever
1: well, no, she's saving the lira That's to go right. to Rome.
0: Yeah, but and I understand it's not for her pocket. It's for the church. She yeah. wants the church to get as much money as they can. But Somebody put a button in. <laughs> yeah, when she gets sick, she's going to put them on her
1: cardi. You know, as I was an Anglican altar boy, which is somewhat unbelievable. And one of the things I did was do the collection plates during the the church service, and then I would go through them at the end. And there were a number of times where there were empty envelopes.
0: Yeah. People just put an envelope in because they didn't want other people to see them not put something in. Yeah. That's kind of sad, though. It It's both... Like, especially since you're in church and you're not supposed to be judging people. Yeah. Like, come on.
1: It, it's kind of like, like there are two kinds of people who do that. The people who have no money and don't want to lo- want to save some face. And then the other kind of people who don't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> who are just like, have your envelope back. Yeah. I don't want it. This relationship between Mrs. M and Father Brown is, it's so well-written. Even in these early episodes, when I think the writing could be improved, they have the relationship down between them. Because as nasty as Mrs. M can be, Father Brown is consistently not. Yes. And he doesn't snipe at her when she's nasty. He just gently suggests the right way to think. Yes. And he does it throughout this whole episode, and I love it. And her face, Sorsha... Cusack is such a great actress. Her she she does this thing where she like pulls her chin back like a turtle, like yeah. mm, like well, that's me told, you know, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and you have to kind of watch her face. Yeah, she, she does has great reactions. She
1: does a lot of acting that's not voice acting.
0: So we get to the Adams house. Yes, right now.
1: So it's the Adams family. No,
0: <laughs> that would be a completely different. I was episode. like, it's the Adams family. <laughs> no. No. If it was Morticia floating in the pond, oh. it'd be completely different.
1: <laughs> the daughter was be was Wednesday. It was. It all came together in my head, and then I was like, "No,
0: no, it's not it's like not that. not that Adams family. <laughs>
1: it's a holdover from Halloween." I
0: think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're having flashbacks. The house where the Adams live in reality is called Wormington Grange. Yes. Wormington is such a weird name. <laughs>
1: So for new folks listening, this is the maniacal information that you're going to get from us in the episode. Not only do we discuss the episode, we discuss all things about the episode. Oh, and this house is incredible. It
0: is incredible. So we're going to post a couple of links with the show. One of them is that Wormington Grange. It was owned by a family. Several families owned it over the long period of was time it that it existed. Was it a peculiar
1: American family? No. no. <laughs> <Ba-da-na-na>.
0: Um. <laughs> They weren't in black and white or anything. But then, in, in I think it was 2020, if I remember right, it was handed over to the UK Heritage. Yes. Right? So they maintain these old estates. Yes. And when that happened, they sold off the contents of the house. Yeah. And the auction company that handled that auction is called Dukes. And they still have the website up from the sale.
1: So anything you see in the background here, there's a possibility you can go see what it is exactly and how much it sold for.
0: And that never happens. No. Oh my right?
1: gosh. There's so many episodes where we're like, what is that thing behind them?
0: Well, and so often pretty much everything in a set has been put there by a set dresser. Yes. But in this case, Wormington Grange was furnished. Yeah. Like the cushions on the couch, when the Colonel sits down, are the cushions that were in the house. You can see them. So Dukes did this amazing thing where they did this, it's called a Matterport scan. Mm -hmm. And it's like a 360 scan of every room and every piece of the furnishings that was going to be sold has a little dot over it and you can hover and you can click it and it will give you all the information yep. about what that object is.
1: So fantastic. And how
0: much it's sold for. I, and it's still up. You can like crawl, basically crawl around the house looking at all this stuff.
1: I was in like half a room in and I was like, Oh no, I, I don't, I don't have time to look at this I right now. I could spend
0: all day here. So we're going to post that link. But the, <laughs> the most interesting thing I found is not something we get to see in the episode, unfortunately. So uh, there's a blog called miladiesboudoir.net. And this this woman who writes this blog, she visits a lot of the heritage sites around the UK as a hobby. Yeah. And she went to Warmington Grange before it was sold and the contents were gone. And one of the photos on this post includes... The most amazing fact. Okay. Okay. So there's a bathroom. Obviously, there's a bathroom in the house. There's several bathrooms in in the house. house. Whoa, I know. But the tour guide told them that Churchill had used this bathroom. Okay. So that is a toilet that Churchill once sat on. Okay. But over to the side, there are two chairs in the bathroom. Okay. Very nice chairs. Okay. And they are the chairs. And you can see embroidered on them is an ER. Okay. They are the chairs that the, I want to say that they were a duke and duchess who owned the house. They went to Elizabeth II's coronation. Okay. And those are the chairs they sat in at the coronation. Wow. And they are now at the time of the post in the bathroom of the house. Wow. Like there's a throne room and then there's a throne room. I mean, come on. That's (laughs) a throne room. Wow. <laughs> they're like purple velvet with gold embroidery, and they're just there next to the toilet. <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. But you can see that photo. We'll, we'll post the link to that that blog entry too, so you can check it out. Absolutely. But that Matterport scan is just incredible. Like, you can just, you can, you can look every direction. You can see it. It's almost like being in VR, but things are clickable. It's really cool.
1: Now, sir, I have a confession to make about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, We watched these originally when they came out on probably BritBox.
0: Yeah, when they were released. Or Prime
1: when they were released. We were excited about it. We knew Father Brown was coming. We knew Mark Williams was playing Father Brown. We we were excited about this. And so we watched them then, and we've watched them probably... Not as much as Midsummer episodes, but I'd say we probably watched these three or four times. Three or four times since then. I had it in my head (laughs) that Mrs. Adams
0: Anne Murray was the killer. Or
1: call her (laughs) Merticia was the killer. (laughs) <laughs> I was incorrect.
0: <laughs> it's funny because when for- you watch this many episodes of mystery shows, sometimes you you can cross them in your head if you haven't seen it in a while. Or you've seen the same actor in another show and they're the killer in that show. So when yep. you see them play a different role, you're like, oh yeah, they're the killer. Like, no, no, no. They were the killer in that other show, not this show.
1: Yes. Um, so you
0: must have been utterly confused how well, this alcoholic evil uh, <laughs> woman manages to kill people.
1: First of all... I was like, all every time somebody said over my dead body or I'll kill you for that, I was like, she's gonna kill you. <laughs> and I was like And oh, uh, you're wrong. 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 And then second of all, we need to talk about her flagrant alcoholism. <laughs> Because there is a promo. One of the things I do is find promo images from the show when I'm searching for images to use for social media for each of the episodes. And there is one where she is sucking that bottle like no tomorrow.
0: Well, the colonel finds it in her dressing table and she snags it from him and just finishes it standing in front of right. him. That's the
1: picture I have. And- <laughs>
0: Oh, I almost gagged watching that because I hate vodka so much. To me, it tastes like rubbing alcohol. She does not. And she, I can't imagine somebody just drinking it like that. She she likes that vodka. But you know what? Before he realizes that she's been drinking, before he smells it on her breath, he really loves her.
1: I think that he is trying to save his house, his daughter, and his marriage all at the same time. Yeah, Though I do have a conspiracy theory later on that might not work with that. But. I have one, too. Oh.
0: So we also find out that Ruby, their daughter, this is her birthday party. Yes. That Mrs. M and Father Brown are slugging their way to. That she's secretly engaged to her tutor. so Who be- is an American red.
1: Because it's my daughter's birthday party, I'm going to release a new play. Because I'm a playwright. Wow. I, I was maybe three episodes into watching this before I realized, wait a minute, she's the playwright?
0: Three episodes in. What? Three three times
1: watching this episode.
0: Oh, before you realize that she's the one who wrote the play? Yeah. That Anne Marie wrote the play?
1: Yeah. It's not a very good
0: play, by the way. I don't know what she was thinking writing this play. It's like, it's, but it's almost like a psychic play. Yeah, it is a bit of a psychic play. It's like, this is how I'm going to die.
1: We're also tr- introduced to the other two female regular cast members. First, the maid, Mhm. Susie. Susie, who is now a maid.
0: Yes. Well, Susie she, does any job she can. She does. She's a Polish immigrant and Lady Felicia. She's a Polish refugee, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and Lady Felicia, who is just awesome. Yes. Nancy Carroll's just awesome. So Lady Felicia is Ruby's godmother. Yes. So we have to assume, and the way Lady Felicia gets upset later after Anne-Marie's dead, is that Anne-Marie and Felicia were at one time good friends. And that's yes. why she's her godmother, her yes. daughter's godmother.
1: And we will, we'll, we'll also say that this is an actual G.K. Chesterton story it's not anything like this it's very very different different. yeah and they and when we talked to jude tyndall she said they struggled in the first season dealing with the source material
0: Mm -hmm. yeah okay so let's talk about this birthday okay all right because we have a mystery here to figure out too yes before Anne marie is even killed yes So this is Ruby's birthday party. Yes. And Ruby is young enough that she cannot marry her red fiancé without her parents' permission.
1: But she's eligible to inherit.
0: Yes. So how old do you think Ruby is supposed to be?
1: I think based on this being in England that she's implied to be 17 or 18. Now, we know the actress is not 17 or 18.
0: At this time in the UK, it was legal to be married at 16, but you had to have parental consent.
1: Okay, so we know that she's 16. At least. At least.
0: Without parental consent, how old do you think you needed to be at this time to get Ooh, married? So in this the UK? is in
1: 53,
0: the mm-hmm. story,
1: the show is set in. Now remember that GK Chesterton stories are set much earlier but this is 53 and I would say ooh, 17
0: 21
1: 21 Oh It is the now The patriarchy strikes again.
0: The the legal age to get married without parental consent now is 18 in the yes. UK.
1: Okay.
0: When do you think that changed? From I 21 bet, to 18.
1: I bet that changed
0: sometime in the 70s. No. It changed seven months ago. What in February of 2023?
1: So if I'm 20 years old in England, you in need your parents' consent.
0: You need your parents' consent to get married. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was that was that
1: the law in the books or was that the law in reality?
0: Yes. Oh, you couldn't get a marriage license wow. without your parents signing it. That's horrific. If That's, you weren't
1: 21. Like I always come back to the fact that uh, as an older man. The fact that a woman could not get a credit card in my lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, that that changed in is your lifetime. Upsetting
1: to me. Yeah. Um, that like my mom couldn't have got a credit card.
0: Yeah. Ugh. So Ruby could be 20. Yeah. It could be her 20th birthday for it could all we be know. Her 20th. Or it could be her 17th birthday. We don't we don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But Father Brown says he's willing to marry them anyway. Because he doesn't care. <laughs> I guess he's not beholden to the legal marriage. He just is going to be a church marriage. All well, right?
1: in the first episode, he, only, like, he was like, oh, you're gay. Okay. Yeah. So again, the most liberal of Catholic. That's careers.
0: really anachronistic. Yeah. So the party and the play are canceled because Anne Marie is toasted.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, she's dead. And <laughs> she's like sloppy, aggressive
0: her. drunk too, like yelling and stuff. So when Mrs. M... And Father Brown show up. They hear Anne-Marie yelling. Yes. Right? They get told that the party's canceled, but they don't know that because they didn't come through the front gate to see the sign. Yep. And Lady Felicia says, there's lots of cake in the kitchen. Let's go. So while they're in the kitchen eating cake, Anne-Marie is murdered.
1: Uncle Fester
0: shows up and kills her. While they're in the house. Yes. She's killed in the pond. Yes. Right next to the house.
1: Yeah, it's a bit further from the house than you think it is, but yeah.
0: It's on the grounds. It's It's within eye shot. You can see the pond from you can see the house from the pond. Now
1: I'm sure all of us who have a pond on their grounds.
0: (laughs) All of us, yes. (laughs) We don't. No, we don't. But yeah. That
1: that seems incredibly weird. I have in my notes. Well, she's dead. I guess I was wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I just think, you know, Father Brown is the detective. He's remarkably nearby when she's killed. So, there's... like, why didn't they hear them shouting on the dock if they were just in the kitchen eating cake? Like, were they really eating cake really loud or something? <laughs> um, num, num. <laughs> um, num, num. I couldn't possibly hear. This it. cake
1: is awesome. It's so
0: good. Oh, wow. You know, unless the cake, the kitchen's like in the dungeon or something. <laughs> Because Anne Marie was not in the reenactment, we see she's not quiet on the dial. No. She's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. No. You know? <laughs> Cause she's an angry drunk, but man, is she a good corpse.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Floating
0: face up in the water under the deck, eyes wide open in cold she water. She is
1: a fantastic corpse.
0: Yeah, she does a really good job. She
1: does a great job, but you know who else does a great job? Hmm. Whoever caters the murder scene. <laughs> Cause did you notice there's some cakes left out? Left yes. out at the murder scene. <laughs> Cause Mrs. M eats one. I know. <laughs> I'm like, no cop is even in the fifties. Every cop is going to be like nobody touches anything
0: (laughs) well but valentine doesn't even think there's been a crime he's like it's an accident yeah it's fine her neck is scratched up from some weeds like case closed shut done and we got to tell you if you're new to father
1: brown well first where have you been but they're really trying to figure out valentine in this episode Mm -hmm. he gets so much better
0: he gets smarter yes in this episode he's like i'm just gonna accuse Everybody, one at a time, let them prove their own innocence after I accuse them and just do it by process of elimination. <laughs> I have no evidence against anybody. Suddenly, we're at the church. Yeah. Did
1: you notice how quickly we moved to the church? Uh-huh. I think this is one of these those places where there was probably a Sid introduction scene, and we'll get to that later, that got cut here. Yeah, maybe. And agree. that's why... It seems awfully sudden we're at the church.
0: It had to have happened. The scene where we were introduced to Sid that is not in the episode must have happened at some point when Lady Felicia is somewhere other than home because he drives her everywhere. Yes, he drives and her. And she's places other than home, so he should be there having driven her there, and we never see him. And we meet Uncle Fester. I mean... <laughs> Uncle James. Uncle
1: James. How many episodes, Holy how many shit. episodes off the top of your head can you list where there's a dead body being, because I thought at first I thought, is this a funeral? Um, but they find people in the churchyard who are bad people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who who present themselves as long lost relatives or long lost friends or something like now, that. Now,
1: Christy flips it because Marple is always good. In this position.
0: Yes. <laughs> she's the creep She's the <laughs> Mrs. creep. Mrs. Marple. Miss Marple is the creep in the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> sad, she, at least three things she's like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Lady Felicia is not always this horny, okay? She is. <laughs> She's got some picadellos. <laughs> she sees him from across the cemetery. She, You can hardly see his face. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on to that one. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and like, okay, at this He's point. He's got tiny feet and you can't even see his face.
1: We know that Monty is not here. <laughs> But we don't know if he's- Monty
0: is her husband.
1: We don't know if Monty's in London for the day. Yeah. Or lives there. Or he's in Nairobi.
0: Well, she mentions them 30 seconds before she kisses James. Yeah. These are my husband's shoes. (laughs) She's better than that.
1: Well, luckily there isn't like a priest around to judge her. Oh,
0: well, (laughs) Father (laughs) Brown doesn't judge her for incredible blatant infidelities at all. And then we get a clue that is a major, super relevant clue that is just picked up and dropped. Yes. Agnes Short, the nanny, is dead. Yes. Fairly recently. Yes. Oh, well, bye. Okay. It's barely even talked about. We get one tiny shot of her, the cross on her grave with her name on it. We hardly talk about her and then she's gone. I'm
1: sure that won't be relevant later on. I'm American and I'm suddenly a boyfriend. I'm John Van Ert. Van Hurt. Van Hurt of, is not an American name. Of the
0: Montana Van Hurt. He should be Dutch or
1: something. He does not a bad English accent here. A bad uh, American, American accent. accent here. He does do something that I do like. Um, because i'm not a citizen of the united states though i live here i'm a permanent resident that is in your mind when you
0: i cannot get in trouble i'm not a citizen i'm not a citizen they could kick me out like america did because i'm a red yep this is back when we just ejected people from the country so there there's a mention that
1: uncle james is from kenya here, and then he's been in Nairobi and Father Brown mentions Happy Valley mm-hmm. What a place Happy Valley is
0: well, and okay so I don't remember that in what context does Father Brown mention Happy Valley He
1: said maybe he got tired of Happy Valley. Is that in Kenya? Yes okay. Happy Valley is a place in Kenya where basically in the 20s to the 40s, if you wanted to do drugs, be an alcoholic or a sexual
0: deviant, that was the place to be. So expats would go to Happy Valley like Europeans would go there? Yes. And there was something called the Happy Valley Set,
1: which was a group of hedonistic, largely British aristocrats whose adventures were settled in the Happy Valley region of the Wenjol Valley in uh, Kenya. Basically, it was a rich suburb on another continent where you could do whatever you wanted. Well, there's some stories there. Oh, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I'm just going to read one.
0: So wait a minute. So before you tell me that story, so what Father Brown is saying is if he was in Kenya, maybe he was in this hedonistic place, having sex and drinking and doing drugs, and got tired of it and came home. Yes, that's almost rude. It, it it is it is
1: it is surprising. Father Brown mentions it.
0: Yeah, like that's the last place he should know much about. Anyway, okay, tell us the story.
1: Lady Anida Sackville. Okay, okay, a British aristocrat, uh, doct- uh daughter of the eighth Earl of War de la War, cousin of poet vita sackville west mm-hmm. okay she divorced her first husband and then went to kenya okay abandoned her second husband then went to kenya again and then met a man eight years in her junior and started sleeping with him she was essentially pioneered the decadent lifestyle in a happy valley set became notorious for hosting wild parties which included sw- uh, spouse swapping and drug use stories are told. Of how she would often welcome guests in a bathtub made of green onyx, and then proceed to dress before them.
0: Wow, this is like fifty years before swinger parties. And yeah, she was setting trends. It was crazy. Well, the twenties uh, were pretty crazy. Yeah, they call them the Roaring Twenties for a reason.
1: Yeah, but uh, if you wanna, if you wanna be enlightened to colonial hedonism happy valley set wikipedia page is
0: woo. Woo. well and 30 years of that's a long time most people can't maintain that kind of lifestyle for 30 years yeah <laughs> you end up broken or dead within that time yeah <laughs> remember when i said we had a mystery to solve about yes. how old ruby was yes here's the second part of the mystery okay so james shows up yes and the colonel doesn't say You're not James, so I would assume he's never met James? Yes. So James left before the Colonel and Anne Marie got married? Yes. And he's been gone 20 years? Yes. How old is Ruby again? (laughs) Uh, Well, she has to be under
1: 20 then. Mm Mm-hmm. Or they're bad Catholics. They're bad
0: Catholics. Like maybe Ruby was born on the wrong side of the blanket. Maybe. (laughs) Like was she conceived before they got married? The math doesn't quite work. Or the colonel just pays so little attention that he was like, Yeah, I've met you before, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Dudes are dudes. He's grieving. You you look like a brother to me, whatever.
1: It's time for Father Brown, Mrs. M, scene of the crime recreation.
0: Well, where he gets in the boat and is like wobbling it around, trying to fall out of the boat.
1: From start to finish in this entire show, but particularly in these episodes at the beginning, Mark Williams' charmingness is always on display. Mm-hmm. He's not Ron Weasley's dad. You know, he's not no. the crazy... Camper from Midsummer? No. <laughs> He's a different person.
0: <laughs> but yeah. He finds blood on the ore. Yep. So we know she got hit by the ore. Before this, though, there's the conversation, this rapid fire conversation between Ruby and the Colonel and James in front of Father Brown and Mrs. M, where they say, how Anne-Marie might have died. Yes. Oh, she slipped. Oh, the, the jetty's you know, slippery. Oh, the rope should have been shorter she, to the boat. She oh. lost
1: her balance.
0: And they're like, bang, bang, bang. It was an accident that makes them all look suspicious.
1: It does make them all suspicious. And then Uncle Fester, I mean, James. <laughs> you keep s-
0: doing that on purpose.
1: Says, let's celebrate her life with a drink. Everyone is well aware she's an alcoholic at this point. It's tacky. It's super tacky. And who shows up but the inspector. It's time to arrest the first person arrested. The
0: colonel. Well, the spouse is always yes. the first to be suspected, right? Yep. Okay. You had a row with your wife. You asked for a divorce. That's how it is. But then they release him on bail for the funeral. Yes. And again, he's so sympathetic. He shows up in his military uniform with all of his medals. We find out he's been injured and isn't even able to like swing an oar because he's so injured, but he doesn't want anybody to know. He's very proud, but he clearly cared a lot about her.
1: Yes. Do you think Lady Felicia knows that he has a girdle on because she's taken it off at some point?
0: No. I think it's because she's Anne Marie's friend. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're tacky.
1: Okay. (laughs) She is a woman of
0: questionable morals. Those are my husband's shoes. Kiss me. What? Yeah. You'd think that he would have thought, oh, that's right, she's married. You'd think. No, you're going to make me do things I don't want to do.
1: I have in my notes, is this a kissing funeral? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. They always blame the outsider.
0: Yeah, John's going to be next.
1: Yeah. And right after the funeral, right to the reading
0: of the will. That's how it happens, Mark. Oh. You put the body in the ground, then you can read the will. Okay. Right away. Did you notice that... Anne Marie is like basically in her pajamas.
1: Yeah. And I was like, why is Father Brown here? Now, later on, we run, we know why. We know why. He's actually invited.
0: I just don't think that a corpse should show so much skin. Yeah. That was weird to me. It was like pajamas, maybe, but not a white satin nightgown.
1: <laughs> what do you want to get buried
0: in? Not a white satin nightgown.
1: I'm going with chicken suit.
0: I- <laughs> Something that covers up the damage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever
1: it's a closed casket, but it's still shaped like a chicken,
0: yeah. Whatever's <laughs> happened to me, you know. Now I'm thinking, like big bird feet. Hanging out of the
1: <laughs> okay, this is a new segment. What do you
0: want to get buried in? That's so big morbid. Burn, a big bird. <laughs> b- big bird costume. No, I just I want you to put just a white sheet over me with a little circle that my face pokes out of so I look like a little ghost going, Ooh. And nothing else. And nothing else, no. Okay. Nud- nudie bits underneath the white sheet. I just... I don't know. It was just kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it was
0: weird. It's a fancy night. Like at least there was. Now there we have was to
1: a, watch in every episode where there's a funeral and see what people. Most people
0: are dressed in like formal wear. Yes, formal you know, wear. men are in suits. Yeah. Women are in like a nice blouse or something, which I guess isn't me. Bear bury me in a t-shirt with snarky thing on it. I yep. don't know. Something black. Um, but I just was kind of weirded out by it. And then I yes. kind of questioned why I was weirded out by it. Like, you shouldn't have bare shoulders at your own funeral. I don't know. It's well, just kind of strange. Like, she would be all blue and stuff. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> don't you think? This
1: is the most morbid we've gotten in a while. And it's
0: fantastic. <laughs> like, the, the funeral director's got extra work to do to put makeup on her, her shoulders, her chest, all that stuff. Anyhow. The will gets read. I think everybody acts inappropriate all the time. Yes. At all the events related to this death, yes, by the way. yeah I
1: absolutely agree.
0: Like, John Vanner may be a communist, and he may be an American, but what offends me most about him is that he just picks the worst moments to, like, grab Ruby and be like, you've got to give me an alibi. This is my mother's funeral. Yes. What don't you understand? Yeah. But then, you know, Valentine shows up at wakes at funerals at will readings wherever and just arrest people yeah he has no sense of decorum either
1: no he doesn't like i know you're in labor
0: and having a baby but i'm here to arrest you father brown is
1: always everywhere all the time though he does wear the right vestments here Mm -hmm. i did check
0: Mm -hmm. So, oh and then james is like hey let's stage the play what what
1: To which I have in my
0: notes, wait, she wrote the play? <laughs> it's what she would have wanted, Mark. And they're all like, huzzah! You, Yay! Know, you, you know what these people need? Hobbies? The freaking internet. <laughs> you know, it tells you a lot about this family, though, that for their daughter's birthday party, the whole family has agreed to put on a play. Yes. For anybody did who's coming ever to the party. Did you ever put
1: plays on when you were a no! little kid? No! You never did that? No!
0: At home? No.
1: Never? No. I did it by myself.
0: <laughs> by yourself? <laughs> if you acted out a play in your room by yourself, that's one thing. But if you were like, Welcome neighbors, family, friends, I'm going to put on a one man show. That's weird. <laughs> no, I never invited anybody but Well then that's okay. I did put on one
1: man shows. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, like, my sister and I would stand in front of a mirror and lip sync into our hairbrushes or whatever, but we didn't, like, invite the neighborhood over to watch us do in, it.
1: And one of the, at least three of them had type scripts that I had
0: to memorize.
1: For who? For me.
0: <laughs> I couldn't possibly read from the script. People will notice. Did you at least put, like, stuffed animals out as an audience or something? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me you were, like, six and not, like, 16. No, no, no. Okay, you were a little kid. Very new to the new house. But old enough to use a typewriter. (laughs) Yep. wish i had video of that that would be so cute to see a little you being so serious acting out a play that you wrote i want those scripts right now i want those scripts
1: but they are gone i know they are
0: gone well this family has a different level of production yes because they have a room that has at least curtains at one end that they can pull across to set a stage
1: yes absolutely
0: they are Hardcore into this.
1: Suddenly Sid appears.
0: All my notes say is Sid. Sid (laughs) is a
1: fantastic character. We love him. He gets no introduction. No introduction.
0: (laughs) He's just a skeezy guy hanging out in the house, kissing Susie in the hallway.
1: If you are brand new to Father Brown, you're like, who is this? Who's this
0: scumbag? Yeah. It's Sid. He's awesome.
1: (laughs) It should be Mr. Sid McFlirty pants. Yeah. Because, wow.
0: Quick, kiss me so that this person walking by will not pay us any attention. Between, between. That might work in an alley, but it doesn't work in a house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lady Felicia and him driving around the county like some sort of hot rod who's <laughs> driving down Main Street. Looking for as much action as
0: they between can between the two of them, they're probably leaning out the windows with their tongues out. Hey, good luck. <laughs> Those scrubs. Skeezy car slow rolling through town. Hey, Who baby. are you? I've never seen you before. <laughs> but I just love that Sid's like, quick, Susie, make out with me in this hallway because that will throw suspicion off. <laughs> okay.
1: If you weren't hit over the head by the fact that Uncle John Fester is Italian, not Kenyan.
0: He's not Italian. He's been in Italy. He's been in Italy. Not in Kenya. They paying it over the head here. Yeah. With the coins? Yeah. Yeah. And he speaks Italian to and, Felicia.
1: Yeah. And she, uh, not Felicia, but Mrs. M's like, I
0: kept all the lira because I'm going to Rome with them. Screw you. Well, James is slipping out of the house to go see Felicia. Yes. At least he doesn't need a ride cuz Sid's busy.
1: Like other than the one moment on the air on the airplane, on the train when Sid has to like block the hallway. He's
0: chatting up people the mm-hmm. entire time. Uh-huh. And
1: checking out other people.
0: But here's the problem, another problem. Valentine says James can't be the killer because James has an alibi. He was still in Kenya. When Anne-Marie died. Yes. And the way he knows this is that Valentine calls and talks to the police chief in Nairobi who says that he and James were having dinner that night. Yes. And I have two issues with this.
1: There are two big issues with this. Number
0: one, there's no way he got to Kembleford in that amount of time. It's like three days. Yes. From Nairobi to Kembleford. No. You could hardly do that now. Now. And number two, the police chief should have said, yes, he was having dinner with me. And he's still here in town.
1: In fact, he's in my office right now.
0: Would you like to talk to him? Yeah. Like, that's the end of the case right there. Yeah. Because that they immediately know this man is not James because he couldn't have been there. Yeah. And that's the end. But instead, I guess the Nairobi police chief is coy. I guess. It's like, yes, he did have dinner with me three nights ago. Why? <laughs> no, don't tell me. Don't tell my wife. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is Sid and Lady Felicia there? <laughs> well, now Valentine wants to arrest Felicia because yes. it's not the Colonel and it's not James. So it must be Felicia.
1: He's just going down the list. He's just going down the list. This is the worst play ever.
0: It's weird. The only part about it I really love is James dressed up as a very ugly woman.
1: Yes. Because that
0: that is awesome that he has to go on the run dressed like a hideous woman wearing man shoes. And
1: there's a bunch of shoe stuff. And
0: Felicia looks great in that police uniform.
1: She does. She does.
0: Because she looks great in everything, of
1: course. Father Brown knows what sex is. Okay.
0: (laughs) And. He just wants to make Valentine uncomfortable. He's bloodthirsty. (laughs) Because he just eats the ketchup. (laughs) It's clearly not blood, but it could have been all kinds of things. And he just licks it. (laughs) Like, don't. Don't lick fake blood and don't taste drugs to see what they are no. and just
1: don't. Then there's a train scene and I'm happy because I love trains and this is an old-timey train and there are people in the old-timey outfits on the old-timey train and Father Brown's crawling
0: around on the floor. Yes. So let me ask you a quick question about trains. Did
1: you notice there's at least one point where Sid looks at one of the passengers this is like, hey. Hey, baby. Did
0: you Stop. notice there's at least one, one point where Father Brown gets slapped on the ass? Yes. <laughs> (laughs) Because he's looking at everybody's shoes, and that woman is like, Oh, I say, and slaps him on the butt. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question about trains, and you may not know the answer to this. Yeah. So at one point, he's in a car where there's a center aisle. Yes. Right? Those are not sleeper cars. No. Not private compartments, right? Third class. But then he goes through another one where the hall, the aisle is to the right side of the compartments. And then in the next one, it's to the left side of the compartments. Do they. They go back and forth no, like that it, down a train? It doesn't or? matter. Okay. It so they can, might all be on the same it side. They might all be on the same side and that is second or first class. I thought maybe they did it to like balance out the weight or something. No. No, okay, it's not like that. Doesn't matter. No. Okay. Does he have to get his butt slapped in every car that he goes <laughs> through, or just that one? I don't know. Only in third class does a priest get butt like, slapped. This is an opportunity for me to talk to some young ladies. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always an opportunity for him to talk to young ladies. I did not come into this episode misremembering Anne Marie as the killer like you did, but I did completely forget what happens to James. Yes. When he gets hit by the train, I was like, oh. <laughs> Okay.
1: Okay. There is no way, no way at all that he could have done that by accident. He kills himself here. Why? Because he would have seen or heard that train coming. And there's no way you could have thought, I can beat that train if it was that close.
0: You don't think he could have been so preoccupied that he didn't? No. No. It's going the opposite direction.
1: No, no. It would have been so loud and so present that he he knew what he was doing.
0: I can buy that. And here's why. Because when I'm watching him run down the train, clearly looking for a way out, I was thinking, don't jump off the end of the train. Jump off the side. Because then it's grassy and you've got a hill to kind of roll down and break your fall. Yeah. If you had to jump off a train, would you jump off the back or the side? The side absolutely jump off for the side. for the same yep. reason because i think landing in gravel and rails would be far more painful if
1: you hit your head on that rail you're done you're done you are completely done never it's a mind piece of steel
0: there's another train yeah so i i can buy your argument i think maybe he did know yep. and did that on purpose but what are they going to bury him in well and his
1: he's he's covered his, with a
0: lot of ketchup his no. dress and his wig they might have to keep him in that to hide if you're gonna hide all of his injuries it's a closed casket
1: we know that lady felicia is not dead because we're not shown her shot
0: okay we know she's not dead because she's in the trunk
1: well there's an she implication. goes in the trunk
0: during practice yeah she goes in the trunk during the performance yeah she's in the trunk everybody's being stupid
1: no, but there's the implication that she might be shot. Father Brown tastes the ketchup. He knows that she's not. Because
0: there was a gunshot. We but, don't know where that but bullet But the question
1: went. I have <laughs> is, why is there a giant vat of labeled chloroform in this house? Don't we have one too? No, we oh. do not have a giant vat of chloroform in the house.
0: Well, if we did, I would want it to be clearly labeled. Okay. Wouldn't you? I guess not. The- I'm sure it has some gardening use. Because <laughs> isn't that always the excuse? We use it for pests yes. or it has a use in the garden.
1: The other problem with this episode is as multiple endings and they're weird. All of them are weird. Mm-hmm. So we're
0: at church. Well, first, Sid says the necklace was fake.
1: Yeah, because Sid's knowledgeable of these things.
0: He mixes with the kind of crowd that would know yes. that the real necklace had been hawked yes so it's so we know that the necklace that james stole and then consequently got run over while wearing yes uh was fake
1: yes so then there's the discussion between the daughter and the father ruby and gomez
0: about (laughs) this colonel where he admits that they were deep 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 in debt and the reason why he opposed her marriage to the red american was that they hoped she would marry well to someone with money
1: yes with the implication, of course, that it's death duties that is affecting all these people.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and just maintaining a house of that size when you don't still own all the estate and the farmland that you get revenue from. And not you just you can't know, maintain
1: it. Like setting up the NHS or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then Ruby and John get married. Ruby and John get married. The real uncle shows up. And Felicia humps his leg. Felicia's on him like white on rice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm stuck because there's a camera
0: the camera that's taking the wedding photo
1: yes because you're obsessed with cameras I love cameras you like
0: old equipment and period. this but.
1: camera is beautiful mm-hmm. it is a 1932 or 33 620 kodak often called an octagon mm. because it has that beautiful Art Deco octagon mm-hmm. On the
0: front of it. The it photographer's is, covering the flash with his hand, isn't he? No, he's
1: covering up the light from the sun so he can look down and see. Oh,
0: I see. So he's shading it for himself. Yes.
1: Now, that camera could not have taken that picture. No. Because that picture's at 16 by 9 and that camera doesn't take pictures. But it sim- could have taken a color photo. It could. Could have taken a color photo. In fact, on the page that I'll put in the show notes, which is.
0: In case there are any other camera nerds out there. Which
1: is Art Deco Cameras, which is another site that I could lose
0: like a million
1: years (laughs) on. There are colored pictures of. This camera was released only in the UK. Uh So there are pictures of whales and thatched roof cottages and And stuff. And they're full color photos. Yeah, they're full color photos. It is a pretty camera. It's a very pretty camera
0: and And it's not not anachronistic or anything. No, no. It it was released by the time that the the episode's set. Absolutely non-anachronistic, unlike Father
1: Brown's bicycle. But we should have listened to the last episode. (laughs) Harris discussed
0: his bicycle ad nauseum. The end. Yes. Best corpse, we've only got one, but she's good. She is. She deserves best corpse. When she's in the
1: water, she is. That's a nice shot of her... Through the slats of the...
0: Yep, with her eyes, like, wide yep. open. She doesn't blink. Her eyes don't dilate. She's in a, a suit, a dress suit... Yes. ...that is wet. I feel sorry for the costume people who have to maintain all these vintage clothes and yep. know that that one's going in the pond. Yes. mm She does a good job.
1: That's a segment we call Best Corpse, where we talk about the best corpse acting in the episode. Yes. The next segment that we do at the end of episodes is after the credits. What happens? What happens
0: at the after the episode is over to the people in the episode? Because
1: and this all started from an episode of Midsummer where we realized the most horrible person in the world inherited everything. Yes.
0: (laughs) And then became the DCI. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. same actor different character. Yes. So we know that John and Ruby get married. Yes. The colonel is going to lose the house, but as Father Brown points out, maybe that's a good thing.
1: I think it's okay. If I'm the colonel, I'm kind of like I'm out from under this house. I loved my alcoholic wife, but there is a a trauma to get over there. Mhm. He was kind of abused by her. Yeah. So I think that maybe he's going to enjoy some freedom. Yeah. Uh, maybe he shouldn't travel so much if they have no
0: money. <laughs> I think he traveled for the military. Yeah.
1: So I think, I, you know, he's, he's part of the old boys network. I think he's going to be fine. What about John and Ruby? I think if they move to the US, they might be okay. He's not allowed. He's not allowed. He's a
0: communist. He's a communist. Maybe they'll get a little cottage and he can live with them. Maybe lady and Felicia, lady Felicia and Sid are drooling on the windows of the car going down main street <laughs> and James, whose real name is Michael short is gonna be buried in a small box. Yep. Well, <laughs> he is, end. he is buried. He gets a grave marker, but he gets to share a grave with his mother. Cause there's so little there's of him, so him that they can fit him that. in there. Ooh, sorry, Michael Short. Yes, and that's the end. You can find. Oh, wait more- a minute. What's our next episode? What's What's episode three?
1: Episode three: The wrong shape. Mm.
0: Just as a side note, if you are curious, the collection of stories that the original version of The Falling Stars by G.K. Chesterton is from is open source now. Yeah, it is online. You can find it. I'll if put you, a link. To if it you want to read notes. it for free, you can. Um, it's set at Christmas. Uh, there's a weird discussion of blackface. Flambeau is in it. Flambeau is in it. Who And Flambeau is completely different in the stories than he yeah. is in the show. If you've seen later seasons of the show, he's a completely different kind of character. But it is, they're worth a read. Yeah. They're worth a read. But just don't compare them they're they're nothing like this they're very different but they are worth a read
1: the wrong shape is the next episode let me read you the synopsis poet hangs himself in a locked conservatory father brown thinks that it's not suicide but murder it's the one with the hippies
0: and the free love yes it's a fun one (laughs) mrs m turns inside out with judgment on everybody oh she can't handle it It's so bad for her <laughs> it's not
1: the S M episode later on yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty darn
0: close they go pretty far <laughs> wow
1: i can't believe those words came out of my mouth
0: but it's a fun one so we hope you'll come back if yes. you're if you're new to the show we new. hope you'll come back for episode three of season one uh if you're not new we're glad you're here we enjoy you so much.
1: If you are new, we also have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter feed to follow, an Instagram to follow. We have an Instagram back behind the scenes channel where we talk about all the stuff that goes on in the making of the episodes and craziness that is our lives. We haven't even be, if you're new to the show, you haven't even begun to realize how crazy our lives are (laughs) there's also
0: a subreddit for mystery maniacs
1: and uh you if you're listening or watching on youtube please hit like and subscribe and hit the bell it is all good for us
0: yeah and we just like knowing that you're there it's great we just we want to build community. our goal
1: is to build community Mm -hmm. and uh that is the way in which you do it these days that is the way you do it So, until next week, bye, Maniacs. Bye, Maniacs. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the Bayou Podcast of Action. (laughs)